Welcome to the Life and Times podcast with your host Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people, by the people, of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people. It's all. It's really just going to be me, probably, and uh, occasionally maybe some other people, but. Welcome back to the Life and Times podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. And, uh, you know, we'll get to our episode right after a word from our sponsors. Boxing Bear Print Company. You can reach them at BoxingBear.com. Boxing Bear is an independent art studio and print company located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Since 2011, the studio has stocked alternative art prints and paintings for its loyal customers and friends. And right now, if you subscribe to their mailing list, you can get 20% off. I mean, I'd go hit them up. As a matter of fact, these guys made my infamous podcast logo, which I'm still very much appreciative of. So go check them out at boxingbear.com. Our next sponsor is The Cookie Barn. You can reach them at thecookiebarnwaco.com. So they're an online cookie company and they have a pickup location and they'll deliver locally in the Waco, Texas area, but they also ship nationwide. So you can order for birthdays, anniversaries, reunions, showers, or just really any occasion, uh, or just enjoy them yourself. So they specialize in company and client relations and they have discount pricing. So let your clients know and your customers know that you're thinking about them and you appreciate their business. Also with every purchase, you'll be satisfied knowing that you're supporting an amazing nonprofit organization and they help foster and adoptive families. So a portion of every purchase goes towards e1a.org. Encourage one another, thecookiebarnwaco.com. Winchester Ranch premium beard oil products contain unique scents that are unmatched in the marketplace. They only use natural, unfiltered, uncut oils to provide the most nourishing ingredients in your beard regime. So leave the big box beard oils for the hipsters because no self-respecting cowboy wants to work cattle smelling like a New Jersey nightclub. So whether it's AM Lumber, Outlaw, Trail Boss, or Whiskey Saddle, Winchester Ranch Beard Company has a scent for everyone. You can reach Winchester Ranch Beard Company at winchesterranchbeardco.com. Once again, winchesterranchbeardco.com. Welcome back to the Lifetimes Podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips, everybody. I'm using a different microphone today, so if you can hear me breathe, it's it's not a result of me being chubby. It's just the uh, microphone's re- really picky-uppy today. Uh, also, uh, the podcast today is also sponsored by a couple people. Don't click off of it, people. This is live here. It's sponsored by Phillips Insurance Advisors, the new uh, greatest name and insurance in northeast Oklahoma area, servicing all parts of the country. I'm also here with the... Uh, KC Concrete Construction. Did I get that right? Yeah, it's actually KC Concrete and Excavation. Oh, well, it's close. Anything with KC, we're good to go. Yeah, so uh, my buddy Kurt and Blake are here with me today. And Kurt, he's sponsoring the episode today because it's KC Concrete Construction and Excavation. 
Like when you thought that out, though, I'm not making fun of it. Like it's like who might have make fun of stuff, but that's like a lot of letters in the thing. We tried to find the longest one we could. Like you, what? You, you want to stand out there? What's your website? KC Construction. Oh, that's it's, it. It's pretty simple. like dot com. Yeah, it, it's the uh, it's the emails and the name itself. That's a mile long. <laughs> what? I keep him busy. Yeah, but your emails like the name is so long that you probably just could have short. You could have made it like KCC and E, huh? See what I did there? Dot com or at you know whatever. Uh, yeah, so my buddies are here. So today I was I was thinking about this. Uh, and we don't have to go in depth. We don't have to talk about our companies, but my buddy Blake, like he, he within the same company took this other job. So like we were talking and I'm like, Hey man, what are you doing? It was just back and forth. But it made me think this as I was, first of all, I started this mowing business, which we all know, but, uh, it's raining today and there's stuff I need to do, you know, also sell insurance too, but like there's stuff I need to do. And because it's raining, I'm like, I don't know. What do I do? And the longer I sat there today, the more I thought, what is it I'm going to do when I grow up? But I'm 42. So I don't know when that thought goes away. Do you, do you know what you're going to do when you grow up? Lloyd, the what am I going to do when I grow up thought never goes away. And and I've long desired to have that thought figured out. I'm I'm just slightly younger than you by uh, by a few years and uh i have no idea i've recently got a promotion and and it's the job that i wanted whenever i applied at my current company and i have this like weird feeling of okay now what so you don't figure it out even when you get what you want there's always something else so there's nothing there do you feel like you achieved what you were looking for in a weird way no not yet (laughs) i mean I think maybe if some success comes into that, then you can say, okay, I've achieved what I'm looking for, but then there'll be something else that you want because we're human. And Look, when I, I mean, when I was a kid, I, I had these field jobs and all the time I would see people. I don't know if I've ever actually told this before, but this is, this is the really how safety happened for me. That's what, how it weaved into whatever. I started in the field as like operations, but I would see this guy and he was two years older than I was. And, uh, I don't know if I should tell this It's going to make me sound kind of lazy, but I would be out there every day. <laughs> I'd be out there every day and I'd be dirty and I just felt like I was killing myself every day and it was hot. And, uh, and I, I didn't think I was better than anybody I was working with at all. I just was hot. And there's this guy two years older and every day he'd have a white shirt on walking across whatever refinery we were at. He worked with us. He was our guy. He was our safety guy. And he was uh, two years older. And he was going eating lunch with fancy people every day. And uh, I don't even know what that meant. I don't know who's fancy. I'm just saying, like, when you're the guy with crude oil all over your face, like, like this this guy's living a dream is what I think. Yeah. So I was like, man, how do I do that? And uh, I started asking him. I, I guess I'll, I'll silence the 30 minutes of talk to get to that. But that was my original thought to say, one day I'm going to do that. Well, then eventually I... Within a company, I work my way to whatever level, you know, executive level. And to be honest, I hated it every day. <laughs> like it, for anybody that listens to this show, uh, th- that's still there. Hey, look, guys, it was it was a good thing you did lay me off because I didn't want to be there. I didn't like it. I liked every person there, but I always was thinking, what's next? Because I don't feel like I'm. Uh, like fulfilling my full potential. That's what I thought. 
even even if I wasn't the greatest employee they had, that's what I thought. There's something. I got one friend that says you should do whatever you want to do with your whatever whatever you enjoy. You should do that in your life. Now, for for my one friend who says that though, that's the guy who went on to start a survival company, and now he travels all over the world and he has shows on TV. <laughs> so, so. For that guy, it's hard to argue with because he literally said, um, I just want to do survival stuff. And he, that's what he does. And that's super great, man. But that doesn't work out for everybody. Like, no. you know what I like to do? I like to sit around and watch baseball games. And I've <laughs> looked through a lot of help wanted ads, and I've not found that description <laughs> no, yet. It's, it's not there. At this time. So do what you love. I totally, totally agree with that, man. But. You gotta pay the bills. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, Curlo's concrete and excavation. <laughs> is, that, is that what you wanted to do when you grew up? Oh, you know, it's one. Of, I don't. I don't know that I knew what I wanted to do. Well, the reason I'm asking Life plans out more than your plans. I mean, you say, when are we done growing up? Honestly. Yeah. You know, well, well we want to be. I mean, we're it's we're never we're always growing up. We're still trying to figure it out. I'm being funny, but the reason I said that is because. Uh, you know, Bubba, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bubba <laughs> right now believes he's going to be the top excavation concrete. No, that is his whole world. Um, he will be. And, and he will do it. And he will. And um, Yeah, yeah. Bubba's for real. Yeah. Bubba's his son, by the way. How, how old is Bubba? No, nah, he's three. We'll We're protecting there. his name. His name's not Bubba. It's, yeah. 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 Bubba's three. Yeah, probably edit that out. So, uh, let's... That's a good input. Yeah, I mean, he for real wants to do that. Yeah, no, this is his whole world. Yeah, he's in it. For me, it wasn't. It was, you know, motorcycles, um, anything and everything else, you know, sports, stuff like that. Stuff that was just definitely construction was not where I thought I was headed. Did you want to race motorcycles? Oh, I loved it, yeah. Did you? Yeah. I, I always thought that, that would be cool, but my mom never would buy me a motorcycle when I was a kid. And this is actually stupid. She wouldn't buy me a motorcycle. All right. I think I've said this a long time ago on this thing, but my dad bought a moped, a Honda, like a 50 or 80 moped. It was red and it had this U swoop to it. Like it was nerdy. And uh, they let my brother ride it when he was like six and he ran into our neighbor's trash cans. So because, because my brother who had no business riding the thing anyway, at six ran into trash cans, they sold it. Oh yeah. That's, that's, I see that still playing out to this day. Yeah. Well, they never bought, they never buy me a motorcycle. And she said, I'm not buying you one because of how you ride your bike. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Like, like your bicycle bike? Yeah. Like a Huffy. Well, yeah. Cause she said, uh, you know, we'd build ramps or whatever. And, uh, obviously. And you, I wrecked a lot. So last week when my daughter fell, <laughs> cell phones wasn't a thing when I was a kid. Um, so, we we weren't distracted in that manner. And last week in the neighborhood, uh, Thursday or Friday, uh, my oldest daughter is riding home, and she wrecks. And the neighbor's, like, helping her up, and she's acting like her leg's going to fall off. And I'm like, well, what happened? It's because she was talking on the cell phone while she was riding her bicycle. Yeah, that brings me to another great point. Please do not text and drive. Even even on a Huffy or Schwinn, because you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> no, you don't. Eyes on the road. Yeah, and Schwins are built like tanks. So if you are going to text, you can do it on a Schwinn. That makes sense, absolutely. If it's a Schwinn. So, 
Speaking of bikes and kids, um, kids aren't supposed to ride motorized bikes. I wouldn't think, right? That's like motorcycles. Is it not is it right? I see a 10-year-old kid. I mean, he's got it figured out till the cops pull him over, but I've, I've seen him a few times. Are you talking about chopper? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this kid rides all over town like it's a motorcycle. Yeah. It's literally a, a bicycle that has a weed eater engine on it, maybe, or something to that effect, a small two-stroke engine, but... In theory, it's a motorcycle. Hey, the kid's smarter than I am. He's not pedaling. I wish I had that when I was a kid. <laughs> I literally, I mean, I, any any like older person will tell you this too, and you, you may have done it, but so I wanted a motorcycle, and I would whine about it, and they wouldn't let me have one. I'd cry about it. So that's when dad would go um, close pin cards. Playing cards. Absolutely. Playing cards in my spokes. And I thought I was cool when I would do Absolutely. it. I know the ladies thought I was cool. Always cruising by my motorized bike. deep rumble when it comes by. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's got, it's got a good sound. So you saying that makes me think of a time when, when I thought I was really cool. I was probably like an 11-year-old, and, and my daughter's nine now, so she's getting to that age. But my parents, uh, we didn't have a whole lot growing up, but they bought me a speedometer for my bicycle. You put a little sensor on the spoke and one on the little A-arm there, and it tells you how fast you're going. That's actually really awesome. Yeah, that's pretty neat. And I would have had way worse wrecks if I had that on my bike. Oh body. yeah, because there was there wasn't a huge hill in our neighborhood, but there was a there was a good hill, and uh, I got it up to like twenty five. And I I'm pretty sure that Lance Armstrong was trying to call me and, and find out what my secrets were, but he never he never got a hold of me. You're like, you know, to hit this ramp, I got to get up to fifty four miles an hour. So like, I'm gonna need you to get in your mom and dad's car, and then pull me on this rope. So I can hit that ramp. What 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 speed do you think he got there? I, I think I, I never cleared probably more than twenty five, which Still I think Usain Bolt that's... can can run faster than I can, and that would have been really detrimental to my confidence to see somebody <laughs> running faster than I was at my alleged top speed on a bicycle. Uh, how fast does he run? Do you know how fast how fast does he run? Usain um, Bolt. I think faster than lightning last time I looked, but I'm not 100% sure on the stats. Well, that's because my oldest daughter thought, <laughs> I mean, she was a kid. I'm not making fun of her now. I'm, I'm, I'm glad she had high confidence, but uh, one time, so, you know, I, I've said before on these things, I, I try to be patient, and the, especially the older I get, because I realize I was such an idiot to my kids when, when they were younger, like mean for no reason. Yell about stuff that doesn't matter because they were kids. Well, one of the <laughs> I got frustrated because she started getting mad at me. And we were at the track one day, and I was like, "All right, how fast are you going to run this thing?" She's like, 18 seconds." I'm like, "Okay," and she said something like, "I'm like, all right, but for real, how fast are you going to run around the track? Like, what what's your target?" And she's like, "18 seconds." And I'm like, "Okay." Now I wasn't getting mad at her for saying 18 seconds. Like that's not what maybe where I started getting frustrated. I'm like, well, well, I, I, cause I was nice. I was like, well, baby, you can't, you can't run it. 18, you can't run in 18 seconds. Like nobody's ever done that. Like ever, like in the history of running, you can't. So she's like, I did because granny timed me and it was 18 seconds. I'm like, no, granny didn't time you running around one lap of the track. Cause that's not, it's never been done. She's like, yes, it has. And I'm like, I no, because nobody's ever done that. She's like, I did it. Granny said I did it. And I'm like, I'm not, listen, it's fine if she said that you didn't do it. That's not a thing. 
And uh, she, but she, her voice kept elevating, which then starts to make me mad because she's not stopping with oh, it. Cool. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the round and round. You oh, yeah. didn't do it in 18 seconds. You didn't. You know why? Because nobody ever in the history of life has ran it in 18 seconds. But, Lloyd, you got to love the conviction that that girl has, man. She believes something, and she's going to stick to it, even if you're looking her right in the face, and I'm sure you're her hero, and you're saying you, it's never been done. She's going to look you right back in your eyes and say, it has been She's done, and Granny it. timed me. It's done. Well, I would have said the, what a, my response if that were exactly the scenario. I would have like, yes, I did it, but you're not going to be able to do it. Nobody else could do it. That'd probably be roughly something I'd say. Um. Anyway, well, she didn't. Um, she didn't get that rash from running the other day. It was from 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 bicycling. Mm-hmm. She was a bicyclist. Mm-hmm. She was distracted though. She's distracted normally she's bicyclist. normally a very safe bicyclist. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, speaking of uh, running fast in athletics, this weekend I went to Wichita, which uh, for a soccer tournament. How'd that go? Um, they got second place, and we sat outside all day. But I accidentally left uh, my ski bibs, you know, because I like to sit around the fire in the ski bibs. And uh, I had them in the back of my vehicle. And I pulled everything out, and I was I was debating, but then I thought, well, I'm headed more north than we are now, and it's kind of cold, so I left them back there. If I didn't have those ski bibs at first, day, I'd have froze to death. Like it was, oh, it was still pretty cool. cold there. I mean, it was like 45, but the first day it was probably 48. But the first day, the wind was blowing 20 miles yeah, an hour. Oh, that makes no, it terrible. I mean, a- yeah, yeah, it was cold. So I so I walked around and looked like I invented skiing, but everybody wished they were me for a while. I I think. How many autographs did you get signed? Uh, four. Good. That's yeah. Fair. And they're like, oh, my gosh, are you are you Sean White? And I'm like, no, I mean, I'm close Literally. or whatever. Yeah. I'm his rival. Yeah. I and taught him. And that's his why, coach, if you will. That's mentor. actually why they, they hit me up. They're like, he loves snowboarding. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, but I don't know. They got second place. It was over Excellent. two days. But the problem is, you know, like when you go out of town for these events, like, you, I mean, it's kind of like a, I mean, you're there for sports. It's like a mini vacation for the parents too, kind of. You know, oh, you sure. go out of town and stay in hotels and again, look. If you ever stayed in hotels for a living, it's not. It's a little different feeling. Like <laughs> I, I still have vivid memories of wanting to come home a lot. You know, but, um, but it was fun. You're with people that you're not always with and that kind of stuff. Uh, the the games were cool. There's like crazy parents. I'm not saying from our sidelines. I'm like I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole, but. There's a lot of really intense people out there for little kids. And that is uh, no joke. Yeah, even my wife go, Oh yeah, you know. Let's 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 not talk about Wichita for a second. Oh. You referee. Oh goodness. Yes. I I do referee. I referee uh, everything from first grade basketball up to high school basketball. And let me tell you, the younger the age, the worst <laughs> the parents. <laughs> they are insane. It's like you've got five LeBrons on each team and they're all going pro. And because you just called a travel on them, they're not going to be able to go pro. Their scholarships are shot. You're their Ruined enemy. Their future. Oh yeah, they're not going to be able to go to college now. Their wife's going to leave them. It's it's a tough day. Oh, that's actually kind of bad that you ruin little kids' futures. I mean, that's a hard thing to call sometimes. And they pay me for it. It's actually one of the, my favorite hobbies. If they didn't pay me, I would still do it. I love it. Yeah, um, I don't want to say this too loud for the school district, but um, they pay me to announce. Um, but. I'm pretty sure I'd still do it if they didn't pay me. <laughs> just cause. We, we, we'll make sure they don't hear that part. Yeah, we'll and edit that part out. Let's not say that too loud. Well, like uh, football, 
football's different. They got a lot of people, so you know what they pay. It's a, it all works out. Like it's fine. They're not being. They're not. It's not a stretch. Basketball. The reason I like that is because I feel like I got the best seat in the whole place. Oh, for sure. Like, and it's not even the best seat just as far as watching the game. You can sit in the stands and watch the same game I can. It's hearing what the coaches are saying to the refs. Like that's the that's the part. Uh, and, and then I've also been fortunate enough for the school we're at that. Well, I think they lost one home game ever since I've been there. Like announcing it was a buzzer beater. It's probably because they have the best announcer in the state. Oh no, that's that's, that's really great. high odds of that for mm-hmm. sure. But because we're always winning. I also get to hear the opposing fans screaming at the refs, who's always the worst refs, always. That is why you have the best seat. I've always thought you said you had the best seat because you're courtside and you get to see everything. But you get to hear the insane insults being hurled (laughs) from small school folks down to officials who are doing their best job. And and as an official, I can 100% say this. Officials don't care who wins and loses. Like, everyone thinks that the refs are out to get them. They don't care. They just want to call the game, make sure everyone's safe, and then go home to their kids. Uh, right. You know, okay, now you're you're an official. You would know. I, I'm not saying that officials do this. I And I've never heard an official say these words out of their mouth. But sitting there and seeing the reactions and the and the... I sometimes feel like the official will. <laughs> I don't want to say they're che- they're not cheating, but I feel like the official will not give the other team calls if they're getting worn out to a certain extreme because they had just had enough of it. That is absolutely accurate. There there have been many games on any level. It, I don't care if it's third grade, junior high, junior varsity, or varsity. If if a coach is not being polite or fans aren't being polite and there's a 50-50 call, it's probably not going to go your way. I, and that's that's life. I mean, that's that's not sports. That's if if there's two people that are that are equally performing and one's nice and one's not, the one that's nice is probably going to get the nod. And and that's the same way in officiating and in sports and and all that. So there's been many times where there's a ball go out of bounds and and as an official, maybe I'm the only one that's ever had this happen, but I have no idea who touched that basketball last. <laughs> but you know who's getting it? The one who's been nice to me for the first 3 quarters of the game. <laughs> so well, that's life. Yesterday I saw the soccer ball get kicked out of bounds about 3 or 4 times and the officials had no idea who it was, so they just went with the home team every time. <laughs> now, I, I say that, but I'm also not a guy who yells at officials ever. Like, I I, I just don't yell at officials. Uh, I see so many over-the-people, over-the-top people yelling at officials that I, I just don't want to be that guy. Um, I don't scream. I don't, like, demean my kids. I don't do that either. But I will tell them hustle or run. It's soccer. I don't think about soccer, so I just say like run or kick it. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite phrase at a soccer game because because I'm I'm not a soccer guy. My wife she played Turn soccer around. growing up. Yeah, kick it, kick it, hustle, run, like that's be all aggressive Have and fun. kick it. I do. I put them together. Be aggressive and kick it. Oh, okay. That's yeah, what yeah, I said. That, that, I've used probably three years now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if not more. Yeah, Kurt's a soccer dad too, yeah, huh? No. Uh, turn it around, kick it. Those are our go-tos. <laughs> I do not envy you two gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, but you're you're a basketball dad. Basketball and softball, and then of course cheerleading, mm. because oh. my daughter is 
she's going to be a, the first professional cheerleader. Like, she's probably going to start a professional cheer league because yeah. we talked earlier about what you want to be when you grow up. Yeah. And I think that's where she's at right now. Those are good I, goals. I think she wants to be a cheerleader. <laughs> Uh, her dad won't let her be a, a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader because they don't wear long jean skirts or That's anything fair. like that. So she'll start her own thing, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I bet my, my wife would try to join it. She loves being a cheerleader. Good. No, oh, well, then we have interest of sponsoring. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to be good. Uh, once again, we're joined today by Casey Concrete Excavation. <laughs> That's it? Concrete and Excavation. I feel like that's the first time you've got it right this time. I don't think I did. Casey Concrete. That's just, we go, Casey Casey Concrete. Oh, yeah. Dot com. What is it? What's the the address again? Casey Construction. Oh, yeah. See, that's confusing. You've just confused people. Like, I don't know. I don't know if these guys do concrete and excavation. Listen, we can't all be Omnibuild. I don't know if you've uh, <laughs> heard of that. Uh, oh, for those of you that don't know, because I, pro- I don't know if I said it on this uh, podcast before. Uh, probably not, because I never even acted like it was a sponsor. <laughs> it, was, it was my own podcast. Uh, I, tried this, uh, I tried this remodeling gig one time, but I tried it with my buddy who like, has, actually has all the knowledge and knew how to do it all. Like He knew how to do it all. So he just really just wanted me to be... The financial guy. Now, at first, we were all going to do it because there really wasn't anything to be financial about yet, but that's that's that was like the gist of it. Well, he still had his regular job. This was during COVID, and I wasn't working. Uh, like the very start of COVID. So I would like go out, and I would look at people's houses, and I would take 100 pictures, and then I would go back at nighttime and show him all the pictures. <laughs> like, hey, man, um, what do you think? Like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to bid this deal. The point is it, it, it faltered. It didn't work. Uh, okay. So he's rolling though, huh? Yeah, we're, we're, we're staying steady. You know, we're fighting the spring storm. Of course. Look at like a rock. They were strong as they could be. Like a rock. Is that from the old Chevy Silverado commercial? Oh yeah. Man. Yeah. Those used to get me so fired up. Like, I would watch that slow-motion truck rolling through those, yeah. like, hills or mud. and Yeah, and then you'd turn to your, you know, your family and be like, we're American. We are. <laughs> By we yeah. are. That's what you'd American. say. And and now I drive a Ford. That's what you'd say. Well, as do I, Blake. Uh, I went on to like Fords. Uh, like, if I had to pick them these days, I feel like I like Fords. I, I think that's what I like. But that's because Chevy stopped their Like a Rock commercials. I feel like they went a wrong direction. I don't know who their marketing director is. Maybe it should be you. Yeah, because um, whoever he is, that guy sucks. For sure. Because nobody even... what People back in the day could tell you like a rock, and everybody knew what it meant. Not a kid now. What do they, they do now? Yeah. And do you even know what their yeah, that's what I'm asking. is? What is it? Do you know? I, I think it's a subtle like a rock. I think it's just the end of it, right? Three, <laughs> if even that, I don't know. Mm. The fact that it doesn't just pop up, that tells you everything. Yeah, it sounds like they've built their foundation on sand. Sounds like it. Mm. Not rock. I've See, heard that uh, KC Concrete and Excavation, their slogan is, like a rock. Like a rock. Is it? <laughs> yes. If it isn't, it, it might is be now. now. Yeah. It's like rebar concrete. <laughs> Solid. Solid. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, so where was I going with that? Oh, in Wichita. Wichita. I was in Wichita. Uh and then we'll let you we'll let you tell your championship weekend because we didn't get that we got second. 
I don't know if this is going to make me feel weird or what or sound weird. I don't know. But like, I, I would always read books and certain books fascinate me. Uh, certain things, movies, I'd probably start with movies. So when I would watch movies, some of my favorite movies were uh, not, not the genre. I'm going to use that word because my favorite movies are like Rockies and Rambos and you know, all those kinds of things. <laughs> But, but genre, I always like serial killer movies. Yeah. Well, and then I don't know, TV shows would come on and I'd watch those and I'd just kind of be like fascinated by it. Not fascinated like in a, like, you know, not in a creepy way, right? Yeah. No, no. You, your sword waiting way. Yeah. You weren't like getting more tips and writing it down in a book, <laughs> right? Just else. more interested. It sucks you in. Well, yeah. But my, my, but my fascination, yes, was not, 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 not like in those ways. But I was all I would always think like, how can somebody do that? Like who who just rides down the road and stares at somebody and be like, all right, I'm gonna sneak in their house. It's weird. It's just I don't. It's <laughs> like, like I I'm like kind of fascinated with the thought, not of what they do, but I can't believe that people think that way. Anyway, rambling just to get to this part. Well, I'm in Wichita, mm-hmm. so Netflix just made that BTK documentary, and then. Uh, it was Mindhunter, right? Is that what it's called? Yes. So Mindhunter was one of my favorite shows because I already, I would read the little books and you things. Know stories of it. Yeah. yeah. So, so when Mindhunter came out, I'm like, oh man, this is like, uh, whatever. I, I watched it. I love the show. And then they didn't make the third season, I guess, because it ran out of money. So I'm in Wichita. So here's the part where maybe I seem weird. Uh, I just wanted to see, it's because you see these documentaries and you see the, uh, on YouTube, it'll randomly pop up. So I was in Wichita. I drove around to see like where the houses were and where nice. did, did you get to see some where Dennis Rader lived? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, but that's not weird to me. To me, that's history. That's, that, that's history. Like, yeah, but here's what I and here's what I thought though when I was there. Um, so I, I when I drove by where his house was, where he used to live, that's dosed. It's gone, and it was in a small neighborhood. Like the neighborhood was smaller, and the houses in the neighborhood were smaller. So they just why they just wiped it out his neighbor's house is still there of course so does the rest of the neighborhood it's just a empty field so there's a quick trip that's right by uh it's probably a hundred yards from where his land is or was or whatever and um i'm getting gas and because i'm driving around almost like a creeper kind of uh, just looking at this, I drove to the church. He was the deacon at for 30 years and all that. If you watch that on the documentary and I, when I'm getting gas, I'm just looking at all these regular people, just getting gas, looking at different um, state tags, license plate tags. And I'm wondering, do they have any idea that one of the most notorious serial killers in the United States history, he lived right there. Like, I wonder probably more than you'd think, maybe. I, but I wonder See, like, I was going like to go the, the other way. Really I think nobody knows. I think you got a few that might be traveling through there looking us up. I, oh, for sure, a few. But but I had passed through Wichita, um, I don't know, a hundred times before, there and back. Probably no exaggeration, a hundred times. Just going through, back, just over my life. Driving to Denver to go snowboarding, driving to Wichita for jobs. I've passed that exit. I didn't realize I passed the exit until I got up on the highway and then I saw what was on the other side of it and then realized... That's like you're in 135. I passed it a hundred times, not knowing you could actually, if you know what you're looking at, you could see his house from the highway. Like you could see it 
thinking that that guy, even when I first was pat, started passing through there a long time ago, the dude lived there. Like the most notorious serial, serial killer, one of them. He like lived right there, close by highway. Yeah, like on and off. Like you could see the like that. Uh, ever the world's looking for this guy, yeah. and he's like right there. I just hiding remember, in plain sight. Yeah, I just, I just thought that was kind of fascinating. And the next fascinating part is because when you hear about those California guys, maybe somebody was in a town. Maybe I, I don't have any specifics, but you know you hear about some of these interstate guys, and they're like all over the country. Well, this dude, just being in the area where we're at at the soccer tournament. All these things took place within like a five mile radius, like all of it. Wichita's not even that big of a town, so I just was like fascinated by the whole deal. So on the way home, I watched his confession thing, like in mm-hmm. front of the judge. And the reason I did that is because since I was there and I drove by those places, now you can picture it and you can like see the roads and the roads sound familiar. It's just crazy that just broad daylight stuff like these. It's not like this guy was going out in the woods thirty miles. And you couldn't see him. Like, he's in town. You, you mean he wasn't carrying a knife and pitchfork and, and some binding material everywhere he went? He just looked like a normal person? Oh, no, he probably actually was carrying that. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but, like, I, I, anyway, I, just fascinating. Uh, all right, so now you tell me about your weekend because we got second. Second's very good. However, I, I have to do proud dad moment here. And, and my daughter, she's nine. She plays on an eight and under team. And we had a tournament this weekend, and she did. She she got first place, and my daughter's not I, – I won't call her, like, the greatest athlete anyone's ever seen. I'm a proud father, of course. Um, she plays basketball, does softball in, as well. Um, but I'm starting to think softball might be her sport. Um, she plays first base for her team, and there were some really good teams in this tournament, man. We, we, uh, we had a little weather issue on Saturday, so we were supposed to play a few games on Saturday. Ended up playing one. Uh, we won that game, so we moved uh, in, into the winner's bracket, and then Sunday we came back, um, beat a, a really good team that was uh, a team we I, I don't know that we had any business playing with, but uh, apparently we do because we came out and, and, and we beat them. And uh, then there was a game to see who would play us in the championship, and we played that same team again, and I'm a little nervous thinking, like, you know, we, we got lucky and beat them. But, man, those girls came out, and – and they won. They they put it on them again, and we were down two going to the ninth inning. And uh, I said I won't brag on my daughter too bad, but here it comes. Uh, <laughs> she did score the winning run in the championship game. That's, That's awesome. Incredible. Uh, and and the cooler thing, other than that, is is another kid who's who's one of her best friends, and and I'm really good friends with her parents. And uh, so she's like my second daughter. Uh, she's the one that hit the double that scored my kid in the in the championship. It, it just it played out so great. And they've been working really hard, and, and it was really cool to see. But it goes back to, like you were saying earlier, like the parents were just crazy. Like, it's it's just nuts. Like, there was a soft, high school sophomore who was the umpire. And and that poor kid, man, he, he called a few bad calls, you know, fair or foul, out or safe. But, man, they were lighting him up, and, and I just felt bad for him. And But it was a great weekend. We had, we had a lot of fun. Um they were the champs, so it was fun That's to see. Incredible. Well, the photo I saw, which, uh, yeah, I, I saw that that uh, the picture of the your daughters, of your daughter and her friends. But the photo that made me smile was the one where you and t- uh, two other coaches mm-hmm. you sat down and they gave you the ice bath. They they wanted to give us an ice <laughs> bath. You know, these kids all watch sports, and you know, you win the big game, the coaches get doused with the Gatorade, but. 
when you're playing eight and under softball, they they're they're about as tall as your belly, and uh, they couldn't really sneak up on you and dump water on your head. So they planned it out, and and we were proud of them. So we said, you know what, you want to dump ice water on our heads, and and we did it, man. And it was it was a lot of fun, and we were just so proud of those kids because they they put in a lot of work and and got it done. We were proud of them. Was it cold? Uh, I mean, I know the obvious answer was cold, but like what? Was it as cold as you thought it was going to be? So I, the Gatorade cooler that was dumped on my head was my Gatorade cooler, and I packed it that morning, and I put twenty five pounds of ice in in a five gallon Gatorade cooler. So if if that helps, the answer is yes. You had the actual Gatorade, like actual Gatorade. It was water in the Gatorade cooler, but yep. it's it's an orange Gatorade cooler, just just like you see on TV. Yeah, but. It had 25 pounds of ice and three gallons of water. <laughs> and and the answer to your question is, is yes. It was, it was that cold. And I mixed it with rock salt, so it was colder. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, listen, um, I'm going to get off here, uh, everybody. And, um, you know, uh, thanks for thanks for being on this thing, guys. Yeah, uh, thanks for having us. It was yeah. a real exciting uh, afternoon for yeah, me. Yeah, real exciting time. So... Anyway, uh, look, it's baseball season started. We all know put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. I uh, love everybody, and uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll see you next week.